about fucking weed plants? That song's about just like cultivating a whole bunch of weed plants and wrapping them around your dick like uh, a big dick sling. Like a big old weed dick sling and then just jacking off with it. Coming into the weed, it cures in your cum. You got a batch of cum weed and it's sweet leaf. That's what sweet leaf oh, is. Oh, okay. That's what sweet leaf is, yes. in case you didn't realize. It's like Limp Bizkit, it's where it's a cum ritual, but it involves weed. Yeah, Limp Bizkit's... Um References were mostly to phallic coming, I would say. Well, they're yeah, uh, they're the 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 song that the, the name Limp Biscuit is. I didn't do that, um, but it's that ritual where a bunch of dudes get together, where your hockey team gets together, you know, before the big game in order to rub one out so that you know you can focus, <laughs> and you get together with your buds and y'all uh, get in a circle. And in the middle, there's a wheat tin or a Ritz cracker, and you come on, you try and come on a cracker, and whoever's the last to come has to eat all the cracker with the come on it, and it's a bonding exercise, you see. And this is a Canadian hockey bonding exercise. This is everywhere. Oh. This is uh, limp. It's called limp biscuit. That's what the name means. Okay. It's the. Have you? Did you not know this? No, I thought that limp biscuit um, did not refer to that, but perhaps something else. No, no, it's a frat bonding ritual. Uh, yeah, it also sounds like just a flaccid penis, but um, yes, it is. It is in specific reference to a frat bonding ritual in which you come on a cracker and the last to come eats the cracker. Um, did you Did you know that um, Eddie Van Halen and Fred Durst have a beef? No, why? I believe that. Eddie Van Halen and Fred Durst hung out once upon a time. And I believe that Fred Durst maybe stole some of Eddie Van Halen's stuff. It's like from his his house? I think so. It's allegedly, of course. Allegedly. Duh. But yeah, I think they have feet, which is sad, but what can you do? I mean, you know, maybe in the time of this crisis, they could find it in their hearts to come on the show and just work it out so here i think now what we're gonna do is just read put out an offer for fred durst if you're listening eddie Ed, edward the fanatic edward love van it. halen if you're listening eddie van halen please come love on the show house of decline of van halen's okay. albums and we're gonna I just work like it out Van hagar i don't like gary sharon though gary sharon can eat it and i want to just also at this time pour one out for Larry Sanders, who died. No, no, who played Larry Sanders? Larry Sanders Gary, died. Gary, uh, the guy who plays Larry Sanders. Uh, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling died years ago. Yeah. I'm still sad. I'm still bummed about that. Yeah, I am bummed. He was great. He was, he was a Buddhist nearing the end of his life. He was having some great late career money doing the Over the Hedge franchise that was getting him some good money to put back into Buddhism. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in that? I, for some reason, I, it just clicked in my head because I, I just found it so odd that Gary Shandling would be a featured voice in, like, a children's cartoon. 
fucking Gary Shed. Kids, it's who you always wanted to see in your favorite cartoon animals. It's Gary Shandling. You love the Larry Sanders. Show. <laughs> oh you love God. him, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my three-year-old nephew can't stop watching the Larry Sanders show. Just all the <laughs> 90s references. He fucking loves those. They're so but, funny to him, you know? Rip Torn is also dead. Uh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, David Duchovny, not. Not dead. So let's, not let's dead. appreciate that. Oh, boy. Oh, Duchovny. Duchovny, Duchovny. Duchovny, Duchovny, Duchovny. So how'd that X-Files reboot go? Did they continue with it? No, there were six episodes mm. uh, where a pre-swole Kumail Nanjiani... Pre-swole. Uh, yeah, this is how we split up time in pre- and post-swole Kumail Nanjiani's. Yeah. Uh, that's see that's when everything went wrong you think <laughs> yeah that's we i can trace it <laughs> to everything just suddenly right. going down the tubes well hold on let me get my pen out here because hold on now because i we now have two competing theories of when everything went wrong okay so we have when britney and jt broke up when britney and jt broke up but, but now i'm just getting my my legal pad yeah now and, and now you can when hear me right got well, he, w- he was swole for a while, but this is when he became... He revealed his swoleness for the public. Right, right, right. When he started getting swole was 2016. Because you mm-hmm. needed that build-up. Hold on, you hold on. You saw it throughout Silicon Valley. And I, this mm-hmm. was never meant to be. I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. He was meant to be a character actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ascended towards a leading male, and this broke reality. Yeah, keep going. Because mm-hmm. character actors, they're meant to stay in their lane. You have to stay in your lane. You're a character actor. You're always going to be playing a surly Pakistani guy. Your entire life, Kumail. You can never ascend. You can never ascend, and you tainted God. You tainted him. And now, now it's Trump time. Okay, I got it. I got all of it down. This is no, no. Obviously, I love Kumail Nanjiani. I thought he was hot before and after he was swole. Well, he's hot I, now, but before he wasn't. <laughs> so wait, you're wrong. No, he's he's cute and he's uh, funny, but he's sort of like he has a his Twitter presence is pretty meh. It's sort of like Trevor Noah level uh, neolib takes, but I think he's he's got a he's a funny character actor. What about like Hassan Minaj? That guy, I don't like that guy as, as much. He's too, he's too earnest. I like sort of like the dirtbag persona that Kumail Nanjiani has, like just the venal asshole. Is it racist uh, to compare them? Is it? Yes. I, yes. And I, did I fuck Everything up? Everything is racist. Did I just fuck up? You fucked up. <sighs> what did, they're not even, Hassan Minaj they're not even, is, uh, uh, is Indian. I, and I am really Kumail sorry. Kumail Nanjiani is Pakistani. Yeah, that is but fucked up. Both from Muslim extraction, oh. they, they themselves are not Muslim. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Well, hmm. is or it, are they? I don't, I don't know. But who, Hassan Minaj, he's weak. I feel he's weak, and people give him a lot of credit because he's very earnest. His show, he's weak. Is even his out of all the Daily Show alums, Wyatt Cenac, I think, has the has the best one. Um, the best show. Although, out of, out of like in terms of like politics, in terms of like actually speaking attempting to speak truth to power while simultaneously getting money from hbo which is hard i think now we can agree that everyone's politics is good you know (laughs) i think 
I think we are all in the biggest safe space of all, buddy, which is Earth. <laughs> and Earth, when you think about it, you know, we're not exposing ourselves to the harsh realities of space. And, you know, we're just here in our little safe space, in our little atmosphere, and that's why I'm an accelerationist. That's why I'm blackpilled. That's why we got to get rid of the atmosphere huh? so that we can get rid of safe space Earth and, uh, you know, really expose ourselves to some uh, outside opinions from aliens and such. That would be the vacuum if we were to get rid of the get rid of the atmosphere we would no we, we more would all suffocate we would all suffocate we would <clears> bolt <throat> ourselves to the ground we would get oxygen tanks the oxygen we would invest in oxygen tanks we bottle it all up hmm. suction industries would be huge big glass domes <laughs> that's all yeah. i'm saying no more atmosphere we we weren't using it uh to its fullest effect Big glass dome. Whatever happened to that whole time and company? Remember back when there was this company that was trying to get people to volunteer to go to Mars? Yes, that what? was a fraud. That, that was, was a, a fraud. That was a sham, yeah. I remember people getting angry at me for saying it was a fraud. But I'm also, uh, it wasn't, they weren't getting angry at me. I remember seeing people getting angry at other people who were participating in the conversation. I was a silent observer. Well, you uh. see... Uh, the Mars thing really spoke to people's desire to die in space. Yeah. People really want to die in space for some reason. I think Anytime anyone like, dies, that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Because I, I, I think most people are suicidal, uh, which is, you know, which is a huge reason why people join the army. It's like Thanatos, right? It's the death urge, right? People just, you know, it's like... That's mm, not why people know. join the army. <laughs> That's why people join the army. No. <laughs> no, poverty is why people join the army mostly. Yeah. And misinformation. Uh, it's poverty also, or wanting to kill people, but not yeah, yourself. Yeah, but that's also... That's also th no, I think part of that is putting yourself in harm's way, is heightening... It's getting your adrenaline. It's being Chris Kyle. Ugh. Who's I that? Chris Kyle. Who's Chris Kyle? Chris Kyle? He's American Sniper. Is he, I don't like the one with the eye patch. That's um oh that's that scrub that that other scrub on SNL made fun of. I don't know what that's scrub scrub is um, scrub is what doctors wear. Okay, so Dan Crenshaw. Why is the are eye you being fucker. you're being intentionally confusing? So yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm obtuse. I'm real obtuse this time around. Okay, so uh, Dan Crenshaw is yes. the eye patch guy, and SNL laundered credibility for him to a mainstream audience. Which is weird, because Pete Davidson made a joke about how he has one eye, aha. And so, the fucking weird liberal impulse reactionary... I shouldn't say reactionary, because that means something specific. The the liberal knee-jerk reaction goes, it's like, that's that's ableist, even though he, he's an abortion not-haver. He doesn't like abortions. We can't have Pete Davidson making fun of the un-eyed. Yep. And then... That it launched some uh, credibility for a total monster. And, Dan um, Crenshaw, if you actually just vaguely look at his website, he doesn't even hide it. It's, it's like the stuff listed on his website is like, ah, oh, I'm for putting women in stocks and opening their vaginas for the crowd. <laughs> that's what it says on his website. That's not libelous because that's exactly what it says on his website. Damn. Yeah, he's he's, he he's better, a full-on handmaid's tale. Yeah, you know what? If if something doesn't happen soon, somebody's gonna need to stand up, 
to him and take a stand and tell him to change what's on his website. <laughs> Dan Crenshaw, your website is offensive. You're going to need to change that website. <laughs> uh, I think uh, a lot of politics websites would get a lot more traffic if they hosted uh, that fake brother-sister incest fake porn that's so popular nowadays. Yeah, that's all there is now. Why is... Okay, so can we talk about that? Can we if, talk about why the hell to. is... Yeah. Yes, I do want to talk about that because that is... I blame the movie Clueless because that showed hmm. that you could have a stepbrother relationship that's super hot and healthy. All right, so Clueless is where it all went wrong. Clueless Getting the pen and paper, paper out. Wrong. That's okay. where we started. Okay. Clueless is where it all went wrong. It showed that... If you have incest, you too can be happy white people, like a happy, rich, conscientious white people like Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd at the end of <laughs> Clueless. All they had to do was have uh, mild incest. Yeah. And their well, lives worked out perfectly. They yeah, had the know. ideal incest relationship where the ex-stepbrother. I, I think it's just, just one person responsible now like all of the porn websites have been consolidated and are basically run by one company now which is crazy that is crazy it, and it's, it's basically like true hamster every you they're all the same umbrella company. Tube. yeah they're all, all the, the same, same guy yeah and so my theory is it's just one weirdo who <laughs> who <laughs> wrote the outside everyone yeah he wrote the algorithm and as we know algorithms can be biased based on who wrote them and I think that one guy's just a weirdo. So are you saying that we need to hack into the YouPorn uh, database and change the algorithm such that it stops suggesting incest porn? Mm -hmm. That's See, that's what's causing all the hikikomoris. Mm -hmm. is, is like, because it's the wrong porn. Yeah. The algorithm is choosing the wrong porn for them. Yeah, that's And why. they've been poisoned yeah. to... <laughs> To just live in this forever land of imaginary stepsisters. That's why dating is so hard right now for everybody. Because you'll never be <laughs> the stepsister that the YouPorn algorithm wants you to be. The porn is wrong! The porn is wrong. They're we need to raid YouPorn. They're, they're getting the a algorithm. wrong porn! Yeah, we need some, some more trad wife porn. <laughs> Get the, fix the porn! Come, oh. We mm -hmm. gotta, we gotta fix the porn! Jerry! Jerry, we gotta break into YouPorn and fix it! Did you see Alex Jones saying he would eat his neighbor? <laughs> no. I will eat my neighbor if my kid going hungry. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> and then he says he'll eat his neighbor's ass. So it's a mixed message. <laughs> He's like, I'll eat my neighbor's ass. I'll eat him. Uh, well, are you going to eat his ass or are you going to eat him? Cause... He doesn't say what order that's in and if it's in the order he suggests that he'll eat him and then eat his ass that he'll eat him and then you know uh, uh vomit him up mm -hmm. and then in like a grim pantomime of sexual favor will eat his asshole and go blah blah this is what you like you're gay you're a frog you're one of them gay frogs <laughs> you like to have your asshole eaten out don't you yeah <laughs> so Maybe that's what he was alluding to. We need to divine the tea leaves with Alex Jones. Man. That guy... When did you first... Be I first became aware of that guy through the fucking movie Waking Life. 
don't know. <laughs> you remember that shitty movie? No, I don't. I don't think I maybe I don't remember seeing it. Are you familiar with the oeuvre of Richard Linkletter? Yeah. I I imagine you hate Richard Linkletter for personal reasons. He sucks. I mean, <laughs> Boyhood. What have you seen? What 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 in the Linkletter oeuvre? I've seen. Uh, have you seen and hated? Isn't it's okay? So slacker. Yeah, that that sucks. It's just annoying to yeah. watch. Although I like that one of the butthole surfers is in it. So points. I guess whatever. Guess I don't points from me for Teresa Nervosa. She's the one selling Madonna's pap smear. I don't really need makes to. Makes happy. I don't really I like need to scene. to say bad things about Richard Linklater that much. I just thought boy boyhood, right? He did that. Yeah. I thought that was annoying. Boyhood, more like goyhood, because they're all fucking lame Christian dipshits. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm really into photography. The every, combination. Yeah, yeah every ex, every eight years is. I'm really into photography. Everyone's now, experiences are unique and interesting. Oh well, <coughs> at least they're unique. Oh well, everyone has experiences. That's the moral of the movie. And much of them yeah. are much of them are the same for most people. And so just seeing, more, like, another white kid, just have experiences. It's like, oh, okay, that's similar. I feel like the mundane really isn't meaningful unless you contrast it with something uh, heavier than what they show in the movie of just, like, divorced uh, boy, adults boy, being shitty. I would say boyhood is much on the level of Proust. Yeah. You know, it's good. I, and I've never read Proust. It's, like, good and unique. And I don't, like, I read most of the first book in his in the series of Proust. You read A La Recherche de Tom Perdue? Uh-huh. And A Recherche de Tom Perdue? <laughs> Tom! Tom! Tom, Tom Perdue. Perdue! Where are you, Tom? I'm, I'm searching for Tom Perdue. I just, I don't want to revisit it. It's not, like, it's just not. What does he do? He, I know it's about he likes some, baked some, goods. He some likes dudes and his, like, trying to have a relationship. And it's, and it's weird and hard, basically. Was he gay, Proust? Seems like he was a closet case. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe. It seems like uh, one time one time in uh, in college, I saw a flyer for a Proust soiree. That's what it said. And instinctively, for some reason, I said, ooh, a Proust soiree. Yeah, that'll get you going. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's mm, I, know, I know what that means. A la recherche de my balls. <laughs> a Proust you soiree. Walk in, you walk into the Proust soiree and... The, the one guy who's there is just in a bathtub. It's like, oh, welcome. <laughs> it's Care to just, join me? It's just hostile. Care to join me? <laughs> is this Hello, the Proust soiree? The, this is the Proust soiree. Why are you in the bathtub? Hello, this is, the, this is with the Proust soiree. This is what we're getting into right now. Down with Marcel. Are you a friend of Marcel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I become indoctrinated into the Friends of Marcel cult. I start selling carpets door to door. There you go. Man, how are cults going to make money? And, you know, that's, I'm kind of, I hope there's an economic bailout for cults. <laughs> right? Well, you, you gotta, uh, you gotta fill out a specific form uh, yeah. for the IRS. <laughs> you can get tax exempt status if you're a religion. But you can also get breaks if you meet cult status. 
Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> they make money in ways that require, you know, getting within six feet of people most of the time, selling shit in the airport, mm-hmm. selling guns. I don't know. Oh, man, I would love it if there was a cult <laughs> status tax exemption. I would start my own cult. I guess that's what a business is, really. Well, some cults, if you accept whatever kind of kinky shit they're getting into in the bedroom, as a libertarianist uh, government would, and then they're actually serving a purpose, which is um, like, hey, we don't want to pay for any kind of mental health care, so mm. we'll just have cults where they go and then... And then they, You're they, right. molest, they, they molest each other and yes. <laughs> and then meanwhile like live in a house of molestation. But they're also businesses too because I, re- I remember in, in freaking Waco they would uh, <laughs> buy arms and then they would resell them at gun shows and that was their main way of generating money. Listen my son, I have assumed the burden of sex for us all. <laughs> Now, I, yes, the thing about Karish, I believe him. I believe him. When he was fucking those, the fifth seal those is opening. Little, the fifth people. seal is opening. When he was legally having sex with those fourteen-year-old girls. Uh, well, Texas one is crazy one, his wife. One, one, yeah. one of his many wives. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when he was doing that, I bet he was. He was just. I imagined him crying the whole time. Going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this brings me pain. God. This brings this me pain. pain. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best, Koresh, man. He's if I were to be a cult leader, mm. he's the raddest cult leader. He also beat his like male children. So that part he's not he's not that cool. He's not cool. Old school discipline. People mm. are no. people you gotta go alpha. <laughs> no, you, you don't. Know? No, you don't no you don't. <laughs> you gotta go alpha on your kids. No, you, you know? don't you can just you can just like take away their PlayStation. David Koresh, I think, is a healthier model of masculinity than, say, Roosh V. If I, if I had a, a kid, Roosh V, he's the guy that, <laughs> you don't know Roosh V? No. Why, Returnofkings.com? Nope. Okay, so he's a guy. He's an don't ultra plug misogynist. His, yeah, don't plug his website. Don't plug you his get, website. No, you don't go to his website because you get you literally get. I don't know, even know if it's up anymore. I think it got fully taken down because it's like he he literally advocates for rape all the time. He uh, says that rape is good. Well, that's and fucked. it's not a joke. It's not like it's not edgy humor. He's just he's an ultra misogynist. Okay, so it sounds like bit. So that's... he's part of the manosphere. He's the most extreme version of the manosphere, and he was at one time more powerful. But he has since, not unlike Milo Yiannopoulos, been mm. slain by just too much overexposure and being too extreme too quickly. Well, don't go to his website. It's it's not up there anymore. But he's still a character. He's still out there. Roosh V. He's a wacky guy. But yeah, if it were if I had a kid and he was like, Dad, I I'm really need to choose between two heroes. Um, it's either Rush V or David Koresh. I'd say Son, I don't know what the hell why these are the only options, but I'd go with Koresh. He had a sick mullet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Waco show is pretty Netflixed versioned. I think, like a net Netflix version of reality. How does it paint Koresh? Does it paint him as heroic, misunderstood, 
or uh, like a freak? Does it freakify? Kind of like all three, but there's not enough bad shit. They're not. I mean, I get, I get that they're trying to portray the FBI badly and the ATF badly, but it's they make him a very sympathetic character, which I think is pr- um, pretty weird. They do that in Mind Hunter too, where they make Ed Kemper seem just adorable. Just lovely. Yeah. I just want to hug Ed Kemper in Mindhunter. Oh, Ed Kemper, you killed your mom and all these all these co-eds, but you're just so huggable. Oh, my, oh my Ed. I just want an Ed Kemper plushie. <laughs> you know, in the same way that I fantasize about having a giant Snorlax stuffed animal that I can sleep on, I want a giant Ed Kemper stuffed animal that I can sleep on. I think the first dream is actually realistic. You know, the first part, what you said. No, I've yeah. seen people do it. You can get Etsy-made Snorlax stuffed animals. I've looked into it, and they cost like, like ten grand. Okay, it's not worth it. Oh well, then just message that person and be like, "Hey, instead of Snorlax, do you know about Ed Kemper? I have you know about one hundred dollars. Co-ed killer Ed Kemper. I have one hundred dollars for you." It's it would be a project. Oh man, that here's the thing: serial killer plushies. That shit would sell. That yeah. shit would sell like hotcakes to a bunch of fucking weirdo hot topic idiots. Mm, yeah, and now what? What are those people doing? I mean, they're having to. Oh God. Can you buy? There aren't any Ted Bundy Funko Pops, are there? There aren't any serial killer Funko Pops. I highly either. doubt it. No, I doubt There must it. be some sort of vinyl figurine, not unlike Funko Pops, to have released a serial killer line. Oh, probably in Japan. Did I, or yeah, maybe. I wish Did, I uh, could speak Japanese, so I could, uh, or no, at least read, not even speak, at least read it, so I could. It's hard to read. So I could read read about. Well, with so many countries, it's just you can't really figure out what's going on in them unless you read the or can you know understand the language a little bit cuz well, you can get it from context clues yeah but the context <laughs> you clues can, you know what you know what Shinzo Abe's thinking trying to decipher the media now i i mean you can't trust anything so uh i trust everything see that's i'm combat that's how i'm combating it i accept all realities at once Russia is real, QAnon is real, but because they all exist at once, they all negate each other. The Mr. Burns version? Yes, the Mr. Burns Mm -hmm. theory. All realities are trying to get through the door, so none of them can interrupt my clarity of vision. Okay. Except all realities. Hyperconsciousness. That's what we must have in order to combat hypernormalization is hyperconsciousness. Is Adam... all realities at once. Are you sure Adam Curtis is not just a grifter? He's absolutely a grifter, but that's fine because I think uh, he's, well, what his thing is, is like trying to articulate why we feel so bad all the time in just new ways. And And yeah, and and his theory is because Gaddafi was right. (laughs) Gaddafi was right. Gaddafi was right. Man, man, a unified North Africa is my fucking dream. It's, like, right up on the list. It's Snorlax plushie, <laughs> life-size Snorlax plushie, unified North Africa, uh, and in Life-size Ed Kemper plushie. Oh. Okay. Life-size Ed Kemper plushie. Oh, yeah, two plushies. And Israel destroyed. Oh, okay. <laughs> then Israel, no. Well. We love Israel. No, we don't. I don't love Israel. I love Palestine. 
I don't love Palestine either. I love Palestine. I'm confident in saying I love Palestine. Okay, I love Palestine. Um, in terms if of, if I had to choose one, like I said, if it was, <laughs> if I had to choose one, I would choose Palestine. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Rush v. Uh, and the other I guy. I mean, Israel is Rush v. Listen, in this case. that's how I grew up. I grew up going to a. We had family friends who were Palestinian, and that's how I grew up. So I'm you sorry. Grew up Palestinian. Uh, basically, adjacent. Growing up Palestinian. Because <laughs> we would go to a Palestinian restaurant every week, and we were family friends with them. And um, just, I guess I was indoctrinated at an early age to be very pro-Palestine. You, you were getting the good falafel. I, the falafel was amazing. Really? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, we loved them. I, so. See, because I, see, I only had Israeli falafel, which is dog shit. <laughs> what? I only had Jew, Jewish falafel, which uh. is dog shit compared to Palestinian falafel. I will hold this true. In, See, that is the thing, because... I don't... Is, it, yeah, maybe. Israelis take credit for falafel. Really, they stole it. I like don't the know. Blues. They, like the white man stole the blues. It's, Israelis stole falafel. They were all simultaneously <laughs> developing falafel. No. Yes. <laughs> it was technology that was brutally <laughs> rendered. No. You can, just like the light bulb, which, like, was invented basically at the same time across the, the world by a couple of different people. I think there's a mm. French guy. So with falafel. Simultaneously, back in 4000 BC. Disagree. Israelis led Zeppelin did. They, they did. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. <laughs> How does Robert Plant talk normally? I think he talks. Oh, I'm Robert Plant. Oh, I'm gonna steal all these blues musician songs and not give them credit. Yeah, that's he, how does, he talks normally. He does talk he that. Yeah, that's why he sings like that too. Because most people. When they sing, it's exactly like how they it's talk. It's exactly how they talk. That's why when I sing, it's like this. It's just my normal speaking voice. Yeah, well. <laughs> this do, is me singing. I've actually been singing this whole time. Why don't you do Robert Plant on the um, Israeli-Palestinian uh, issue? More of that. <laughs> Israel has a right to defend itself! <laughs> you think Robert Plant's pro-Israel? Robert Plant is absolutely pro-Israel. <laughs> Robert Plant is totally pro israel He definitely has problematic opinions about uh, about Palestinians because he's a Lord of the Rings fan. And anyone that takes Lord of the Rings seriously fears the Haradin, fears the men from the south. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let <laughs> who me okay. Have the veils and ride the elephants. If we're getting into that, the person who's doing that, who's a musician, is is that fucker Varg Vikerns. Var Varg Vikerns from. Um... Um, yeah. Well, he's an actual white supremacist. But in a way, in a way, he, in a way, except except not even that's even a little generous because he's not he's like a Norse supremacist. I feel like Dave so, Mustaine hates the Muzzies a lot. So Varg only likes Scandinavian people. That's it. That's fucking lame. <laughs> Can you imagine a life that's entirely just, oh, let us, oh, we're Vikings. Yes, that's nice. Yeah. Let us use hydroelectric power. There, well, his, <laughs> their, their aesthetic is like basically like, why would you want to force yourself to live this way with like just bad, like Bronze Age technology? 
Yeah, if there was any... Okay, if you had to choose a fascist state of any culture, uh, like, to just to be the monoculture of the world, Sweden and Norway, Scandinavia, none of the Scandinavian countries are, are like, top 50. No. No. Uh, no. Like, <laughs> I love Canada. That shit's not top 50 either. I would choose... I would choose fucking China over... <laughs> America has been pretty good with the monoculture that everyone has to pay attention to. Except I, except, I, except until 2016. That's when the world started being like, ugh. Even mm. Bush was funnier. I guess not. I guess Trump is funny. I don't know. I, I want... It is time I, for a I new monoculture, a, though. A Chilean monoculture. Yeah. Because it's like Brazil, but less concentrated hatred towards gay people. Slightly less concentrated hatred towards gay people. Not as... Well, now it's uh, Brazil's full-on fash now. Yeah. That's, that's well, crazy. Well, I, I don't know. I, it seems a little bit that it's maybe more disorganized. I don't know if he has like full control over the military. I think in Brazil, there's always a chance that you fuck up and you're you're out of there even still. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I w I would say that Bolsonaro, you can easily I I think the argument for him being a fascist, calling him a capital F fascist, holds more water than say calling Trump a full-on fascist. But maybe Trump is a full-on fascist. Maybe I'm underestimating him. But my mom yeah. is really scared. She's very panicked. That, yeah, if he gets elected a second term, he's going to take away our rights. He's going to use the military. What? The, the military to do a coup. What? But I, I feel like the Joint Chiefs would coup him before... I feel like the like the deep state wouldn't allow that. They would, like, use... I mean... Mike Pence. Well, maybe not Pence. That fucking guy... Did you see him showing up to the Mayo Clinic without a mask? Yeah. Was yeah. it the Mayo Clinic? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fucking great. <laughs> right. Well, that's, in, that's, a, that's just incredible. Why did he do that? You'd feel like that feels like a, a, a veep moment, but it's like it's, it's even more callous and crazy than veep because it's like, I guess he just doesn't believe in the virus, right? He still doesn't believe in it. I actually think it's a faith thing. He, okay. He believes mm -hmm. God is protecting him. Uh, yeah. I mean, if and I think for him, it's like, if God is going to give me the virus, then there's nothing I can do about it. Well, that's actually, that's a pretty cool way to live. I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That that's such a weird form of like this this peace by accepting that you have no control over your life. There's also but a But that's there's weird a high because mm -hmm. I don't know. No, you go, you go. There's a high percentage of of Bible verses that suddenly became applicable again. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a boon for for the for the the mission for the evangelical mission right now, I bet they're con they if they could get preachers out, they'd be converting people score in the scores, because there's so many biblical verses about plague that are ap applicable at this time. Society's oh collapsing, people are freaking out. They need to calm down. Bible's all about plague. All right. The rest of the podcast is me looking up biblical verses about the plague. 
Uh, well, it's 10 sh- plagues of Egypt. You can start them. there. Those are plagues. Shouting them at you. That was my favorite part of Pesach. Of, of Pesach dinners, what, the 10 plagues. Don't expose my ignorance, but what is that? It's Pesach. You've heard of it before. It's Passover. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying the Hebrew word for it. Uh, and uh, so Moses, in order to take revenge, said, hey, don't enslave us because we got God on our side, even though he didn't prevent the initial slavery, which seems weird, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, blood came first. Love blood. <laughs> Rivers of blood. It's classic. Then frogs, which is killer. Then locusts, lice. Uh, then it all culminated with death of the firstborn. Yep, yep. Monica. Which is, you know, and that's where Israelis got the desire to murk innocent Palestinian children as revenge. <laughs> that's the. It's in the Bible. It's yeah. we commemorate it every year as Pesach. If you it's re- okay to murder innocent children just so long as their parents did something bad to you maybe naughty even and that doesn't even hold water because the egyptians in the story actually enslaved uh the jews even though historically there's no evidence that yeah uh, so the jews were so the media is reporting about some kind of new kind of bug invading obviously because what they they are just there's needling they're just 20 the the media is just needling the the people most on the edge mentally right now and i don't get it if it bleeds, it leads. Like, to, to, to do a story on some stupid fucking beetle invading when they know full well that that's going to set a bunch of people off their rocker. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's part of the heightened game. You ever like just sit down and watch MSNBC for Hell a Hell no. It's all about heightening these things that people have no control over. They just want to feel invested and stressed out about it. I think to some degree people like it, that feeling that like, ooh, there's, I know about, there's something wrong and I'm just white knuckling thinking about it. It's sort of like uh, being really invested in a football team, but you're really invested in the news. You're just invested in uh, just having this constant feed of aggravating information and getting this like, cortisol adrenaline rush just constantly balancing each other it out just this pain and pleasure uh trade-off by just giving this feed of destabilizing anxiety inducing information and that's what cnn and msnbc is all about i'm gonna suggest right now everybody pause and just buy some water purification tablets iodine (laughs) tablets potentially some gold you're gonna need a Uh, freezer you're gonna need a generator you're going to want a tank that can hold water. You're going to want something that can also hold gasoline. You're going to want fuel stabilizer, okay? What we're going to we're going to need a supply of 2x8s, 2x4s. You're going to want a bunch of gravel. You're going to want a bunch of good soil. You're going to want a bunch of sand. Okay? You're going to want our proprietary uh, n- <laughs> neurotropic uh, medicine which is called the clinopin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and you're gonna want to take that uh, once every six minutes. You know what I was looking up today? You know what I googled? 
Which one? I, no, you know what? I, I Googled how to make quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... A... Guess what? Oh, it's hard. Man. Guess what? It's hard. Hard is in quaaludes. Yeah. These, these quaaludes... <laughs> Now here, now here at Pepperidge Farm Quaaludes, <laughs> we make Quaaludes the old-fashioned way, with a bit of love and with a lot of heart. This is just a Mr. Show bit. Yes. Yeah. Wait, did was there a Mr. Show bit where they had Mom and Pop's old-fashioned Quaaludes? Um, they've done the Mom and Pop bit of some, something ridiculous a couple of times. Yeah, contrasting the wholesomeness of mom and pop, like mom and pop's whores. Do you remember? Do you remember must, or... mustard mayonnaise? Mustard mayonnaise. Mustard mayonnaise. Is that a Mr. Show bit? Yeah. I like mustard and mayonnaise on a turkey sandwich. Mustard mayonnaise. So mu- is, well, now it comes in the same jar. <laughs> it is pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, to think about that, to think about that flaxen yellow combination of condiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you got to work to keep them separate. <laughs> uh, I, I recently, I recently enjoyed a combination of mustard mayonnaise. Yeah. On, so what you been uh, eating? Mortadella sandwich. Mortadella. What is that? Is that a mortadella? Is like fancy bologna. It's oh. like bologna, but you don't want to feel like a fucking asshole. Okay. For buying bologna. So you get mortadella. So where are you shopping now? Like CVS? Uh, I'm shopping at a at a neat little grocery store next to me, which uh, is very narrow in the aisle mm, and yeah. very uh, overpriced in the stock. But no lines, and they they have toilet paper and Drano. So I I go to Costco, and uh, everyone at Costco has. Um like full-on knight helmets and lances <laughs> with their shopping carts yeah and the people with children have the like the children have shields and swords it has gotten crazy in michigan yeah like the youngest is our bannerman yeah i mean what's like i mean after the uh, gunmen invaded the capital basically the governor just gave up declared anarchy and it's uh, every ca- <laughs> every man's home is his castle is the official motto now and you know, full on, just jousting to get that flower at Costco, to get that How oversized. How did that gunman in Michigan situation turn out? Oh, they dispersed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really uh, follow through with their whole. Uh, well, they came out and they were like, they were like, we're not gonna shoot, we're not gonna use these for now. <laughs> they said that <laughs> for now, like a threat, like okay. Yeah, you break into the deciding room and then take it over, and then I guess the decisions you make there are are binding, right? What the? F- <laughs> Grasping for control. The thing about in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, they're just like, what can we almost? What we're we gonna do? <laughs> well, I think we can take it up to the fucking White House. Which is, of course, Loki, which is the Michigan State House. <laughs> what are they going to fucking do? They're going to make the factories open, and then what are they going to use? What are they going to use to build shit? They're trying to John Q it, you know. John Q <laughs> got his kid done for the hospital with guns, and <laughs> they were going to be the seven John Qs of Michigan. No one else <laughs> is sending stuff for those factory like. <sighs> Whatever. It's, it, you know. 
you gotta you gotta get people working again yeah and we gotta yeah, take I, away I, their I, unemployment I, benefits is what we gotta do we gotta figure do, out how to stop paying unemployment benefits above do these everything. guys think that like COVID is responsible for why industry in michigan has been so down as of recent as of the last 40 years it's been COVID this whole time i mean i don't know it they're not gonna do anything but maybe they will who knows how do we revive uh, the American manufacturing base, I think, is the real question. We just start making shit here and paying people more. And then but how will we get it for very cheap and then use a lot of oil to ship it overseas? I don't think we can get it for very cheap if we make it here. Um, okay, well, we're going to need interns. We're gonna it's just, clear. Yeah child labor laws. We're going we're gonna to need to, like, school is overrated. It's become clear that we need to it's have child labor laws uh, repealed. Repealed? Get them, get them in the factories. Get them working. Pay them less. Or it'll be like a work study for two hours of the day. They're making lanyards for the good of the nation. Yeah, I don't know. Get the kids working. Get them a skill. Get them in the oil refineries. Although oil is no more. No more oil. I, I, it's done. We're going to have to, like, nationalize some stuff, most likely. Like the internet? Well, yeah, and, and various industries. Nationalize you porn uh, and make it all tradwife porn. That's how we get rid of the incest yeah, problem listen, is listen, we got to nationalize the porn we're industry. Not, we're not the U.K. over here, buddy. We don't get in between a, a man and his porn <laughs> Wait, did the U.K. censor? Do they have a porn censor? Yeah. What? That's crazy. You so have there's to just some like guy in an office going. Well, porn is censored, and let, you have to like request. No, that is very naughty. You have to like that request that you can access porn in the UK. <laughs> Do you not know about that? <laughs> no, that's so that's so cucked. Really? Those, this man, happened. I don't want to live in England. Yeah. Well, they man. were they were really worried about you know children seeing porn why that's i mean i saw porn at 10 and i'm fine because if children see porn then they um they end up fucked up forever irreparably i guess so. just irreparably and that's that's why i am the way i am now i saw I, porn I when i was two that. when i was two <laughs> I was exposed to porn and it fucked me up forever uh when i was one year old but I, when I was six months old, I was forced to suck a titty. And it scarred <laughs> me for life, and that's why I'm gay. Yeah. Well, see, children really shouldn't be aware of their genitals in, for at least until they're 12. No. Right? That's why you need to obscure their genitals from them. Yeah. They can never see their genitals. It's, it needs to be like how it is in Japan, where it's blurred out in real life. <laughs> they figured out how to... Because everyone wears those, like, computer glasses, you know, now yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Like their computer glasses, and they just blur it out. <laughs> yeah, they got the they got the augmented reality context, mm -hmm. and uh, everyone's genitals are mm -hmm. blurred out. You don't have to see anyone's genitals anymore. In Japan, I'd love to go there. It sucks. Yeah, it I, sucks. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to probably go anywhere for a while. Like probably three years. You think? Um, just stow away on a bean ship. People need beans. <laughs> 
and you can surprise Japan. It was me in the beans. <laughs> and you can do your tour of yo- the Yokohama Bean District. Surprise, Japan. It was me in the beans. <laughs> um, three years? You think three years? Until we can, until it's like okay to travel internationally? I don't know. Who knows? No. Who knows? No. Do they let, they don't, gonna... they don't, like if I tried to book a flight to, to somewhere not in the country, I don't think I can, right? To somewhere in the country, not right? to, no, I, to I a different country. To a, if I try to fly uh, internationally, yeah. I, like, no, you couldn't fly internationally right now. But I think that's crazy. I have no idea. That's I, crazy. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm only a member of the FAA, so that's my only qualification. But uh, what I believe, <laughs> no, I am not an FAA member. That's ridiculous. What is the I FAA? Only just got my pilot's member. The Federal a- oh. Aviation Association. I don't of know. Of America. It's the regulatory. Do you it's have the regulatory body? I never know if you're talking about like a Canadian government that might be no, different. No, that's the American one. What's the FAA. <laughs> what is you it? notify them about airspace and such. What's the Canadian version? Uh, is it the uh, FAAG? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't say that. No, that's what that's what they call gay people in the Netherlands. Fogs. <laughs> oh, don't say that word. Fogs. Don't say that word. I can say that because I suck mad dick. I guess so. Just suck one dick and enjoy it. You too can say it. If I just, I just have to suck one dick and enjoy it. And enjoy it. You can't be a bitch about it. You can't be you just holding it between your thumb and forefinger. And it can't. <laughs> and and it, it can't be your own, right? No, no, it can't be your own. Okay. That's baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> Suck another man's dick. The bigger, the more fag points you get. Mm. Uh, no, how many doesn't, size doesn't matter. Oh, size doesn't make you get no, more. Size points. doesn't matter. We're going to be inclusive. Just the amount of dick, though. And the amount of pleasure the other person gets and the amount of pleasure you derive are all factors in how frequently and severely you get to say the fag word. Oh, okay. This is, gay scientists calculated this years ago. I don't think this is the right kind of science to be doing. This is the gay science. This is the gay science. Oh, I, you know. The, the fag science. You're hearing people say it more and more. Yeah. Just, just openly. Mm-hmm. Seen straights. Watch a lot of RuPaul. They don't say fag a lot on RuPaul, Dude, though. Trump was I've just, never heard it, though. Trump was just tweeting Dr. Seuss shit today. Like What What was he tweeting? Like, smabblers and demblers and jopplers and chimblers. No, he's like, he's like telling a fairy tale about the United States, like, rising from the, <laughs> from the, the, de- the depths of this current. Sam, I am. Green eggs and ham. I didn't have them. No ham. <laughs> How was I expected to have the ham? I don't do a very good Trump impression. But uh, the premise of uh, Trump reading Green Eggs and Ham or uh, something similar seems like some sort of uh, SNL bit. I'm surprised it hasn't been done. It may have already been done. I'm sure. I'm sure it has been done. Okay, I can't do a good Trump, but he tweeted this. And then came a plague, a great and powerful plague, and the world was never to be the same again. (laughs) What? <laughs> the game plague. Good about the plague. The world was never to be the same again. I can't do a good trip. Uh, oh my god. He's like, and the world was never to be the same again. That that shit is great. Is that that's is that a Bible verse or is he just like talking? 
Is he just making up his own Bible versey sounding stuff? I'm not sure. I, he's making up his own his own like yeah his own weird saying. That's fine. He is the figurehead. He is the one true figurehead. Uh, he is the God Emperor. No, he's not. He will ascend. Nope. He's a fat he will become, idiot. He he will become king. I see. I want to. I want to get on the Trump train. That is the true test of faith. Is getting on the Trump train. No, it's not. <laughs> that is like, if you can believe in a man that is so outwardly ridiculous, you can inherit the earth. And I feel that's mm, that's the religion. No. Oh. Oh. Well. As in, Trumpism clown, is a religion. The clown messiah. The thick-lipped. Cheeto Messiah there's a goddamn Cheeto Messiah <laughs> Fucking puffed corn and orange cheese blitz Messiah America You know that that sort of shit. Make make a voodoo doll out of Cheetos. Fuck it. That's Trump. He's the worst, dude. He's he's I don't think he's the worst. I've, he's I've, the worst. No, Bush Bush two was worse than Trump. Mm. The whole Bush two cadre was worse than Trump, just in terms of bodies alone. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah, nah. Like sure. Trump is, what, I'm not why, going. Why I mean, that's you? a you can say that if someone when the inevitable people are like, you know, George Bush wasn't so bad. Yeah, then you can say that, but. In other ways, Trump is worse. Besides the body count ways, he hasn't had the opportunity. And if you you call dissolving the pandemic, the like the federal pandemic department, like if you, if that makes him add up a body count, he's already working on it. Yeah, that's true. That is on him. Uh, that's directly on him, too. He can't even blame that on sort of, like, the way that Obama blames his bodies on sort of the nebulous day-to-day well, folks, operation uh, of No one knows how computers work, and these drones happen to be run by computers. So, <laughs> really, it's a problem with the software. <laughs> uh, let me be clear. Our military policy in regard to soft targets is, uh, shit happens. Mm. <laughs> and, uh... That was that was the bodies. Those were Obama's bodies. Where shit happens, bodies, uh, and that's why people still love him because it's like, eh, I didn't see the face of that Yemeni kid. He was probably a jerk. Fucking Abdullah. Well, he deserved to get drone bombed. Wasn't there a school bus of children at one point? I mean, at one point, yes. Yeah, it was a full-on school bus of children. You couldn't make a more comically horrifying bombing than that. And then it's like, uh, don't blame the Obama administration for shit. Those were the halcyon days. And we're going to go back to that with Biden. Yeah! Bombing buses of Yemeni kids and feeling blameless. Hell yeah. B-word. B-word. 2020. Feeling blameless about bombing kids. (laughs) B-word. Biden, blameless bombings. <laughs> Biden, blameless bomb bombing. Oh, that's hard to say. That's a bit of a tongue twister. 
That's what Biden gave Tara Reid, a tongue twister. Oh, no. Boom. Headshot. Uh, we, we, we believe he did that shit, right? He totally did that shit, right? Mm, yes. Allegedly. Mm, he totally allegedly did that shit. Seems right? like it. Yeah. Um, I don't see why people are finding it so hard to believe that Biden is... I feel like if you're, like, full chips-down lib, like, you don't care whether or not your candidate is a rapist because you already made your peace with Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, I mean... So, and you already made your peace with Hillary Clinton, who's who directly uh, enabled a rapist for years and years and years. All that shit about uh, Jennifer Flowers and Juanita Broadwick, Broderick and uh, Paula Jones and Monica Lewinsky, all women coerced by a powerful man into uh, getting uh, getting some president yeah it's and, not good uh, and, and I do not support Joe Biden and I don't think I can vote for him but it really sucks uh, because yeah who else can you I vote for I got to me Howie Hawkins I got Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. I got Ventura. Justin Amash. I got shit Jesse third. Ventura. I got what the fuck? So yeah, no one. There's no one good. Um, We're going to bring it back to the White House, doing it like we did in Minnesota, back in that style. Jesse Ventura, coming for you, 2020. <laughs> yeah, great. We want James that guy. Why do we? Ventura. Why do we want that guy? Uh. Because he was in Predator. Okay. And he's the closest we'll get to President Schwarzenegger, who is the true antidote to Trump. Yeah, well. President Schwarzenegger. Too As you know, Arnold, he's a Republican, but he's got a good heart. He's why legalized marijuana in California states. And he's helping with the wildfires. It's just, nah, he's, pro- he's a bad dude, probably. But I want to believe he's a good dude. I mean... Didn't he screw with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Didn't he screw mm, with? Like to suck a lot of dick. Didn't he screw with mm. the healthcare in California? Uh, hell, what did he do to the healthcare in California? Uh, did he make it bad? Uh, making me Google stuff. I don't. I don't. You don't have to Google shit about Arnold Schwarzenegger doing shit to healthcare in California. Our podcast should be informative. No, it shouldn't. Podcasts are stupid. Podcasts make Our you dumb. Our podcast should be informative. Podcasts pretend to be your friends. Uh, They're uh, not your friends. Uh, podcast, They're disembodied voices. Uh, podcast, We're a substitute for a nice, healthy schizophrenia. Uh, our podcast is being informative. Secretly, people just want voices in their head. And we can be your voices. Let us guide you. For example, set that couch on fire right now. Mm. Derek. Yeah, Derek. Come on, Derek. Set that couch on fire. Yeah, Derek. We know you're listening, Derek. Derek. No, don't do it, Derek. Don't do it. This is your conscience, Derek. Derek, you're gay. And this is your conscience. Don't set that couch on fire, and you're gay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's cool that I Derek I had. listens to our show. What? I love Derek. Derek is good. Uh, a Derek recently, I, I knew a Derek... Uh, that uh, became an MP, and I don't mind talking about it because he is a public figure. His name is Derek Sloan, and I actually know this person. Uh, and he was he was very dumb when I knew him, and he's very dumb now. And he became a member of Parliament, 
in Canada, and he recently accused our uh, head doctor lady. I forget her <laughs> official title. Not our Surgeon General, but something like it. Tam. I forget her first name. But he, Dr. he accused Tam. her... Dr. Tam. Okay. He accused her of having uh, dual allegiances to China and Canada mm. in, a, in a Facebook blast to his rural constituents. So how and how is Canada doing with the gun ban? We have a gun ban? Yes, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, I guess we banned AR-15s. Yes, dude, you have a fucking gun, a huge-ass gun ban. How are you guys... A huge-ass gun ban. How are you dealing with that? How, like, are you okay? How are your rights? Um, how are your rights? Have they all started falling away? You know, if I were a gun hobbyist, mm-hmm. probably would be a little pissed off if I liked collecting uh, these beautifully elegant machines of distraction... And they limit my ability to cultivate my art. How dare they? I wish I wish <laughs> there was like a really faggy fucking gun owner there that are. used that argument. There are, that, I know, but I'm not endorsing your use of that word, the but art. there are. <laughs> okay. I can say it because I suck dick Okay, but I can't agree with it. Okay. I'm not okay. no no I mean not I I agree with you How sucking dare you? no I agree oh, with you, you sucking you, dick and loving it's a it It's misapplication of the word faggot I don't because. agree with using that word the way you are using it to describe someone that we can't potentially verify is also sucking dick and enjoying it Alex That's true. It's true Okay You're right I'm being insensitive We don't I'm being have insensitive we don't, to these listen, to these potentially gay gun owners We don't have to throw all of the ideology out just because they're saying we can't clap anymore, okay? Uh, you know, it's the best thing. Um, saying that AR stands for automatic rifle in front of a gun guy yeah. and watching him twitch. No, you mean assault that. rifle. Yeah, it stands for assault rifle oh. 15. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, man, assault rifle 15, the first 14, I man, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how advanced this assault rifle is. I can't. I don't care what the gun people say. It's. I don't know. I don't care what they're going to say. It's fucking stupid, and I don't care. Um. Why can't you just? Why don't you just like get a backhoe? Does a civilian need? In AR-15 plausibly. Why don't you get a... The answer is no. If you want to... The answer is no. If you want to fuck but, shit up, get a backhoe. Um, you can fuck so much shit up with a backhoe. I know some people that love guns. Yeah. And well, they do love uh, uh, Brace Belden from Truanon. is a proud <sighs> AR owner. Uh, and he's a weirdo. He's a big fucking weirdo that came under heat lately. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Zenny Jarden... <laughs> Journalist Zenny Jarden called him a Nazi. Him and his co-host a Nazi, even though they're both Jews. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. Well, uh, when you when you, you are, know Zenny Jarden, uh, I don't know her, and I didn't used to know her until I made the dubious life choice of getting into Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I promptly muted her after maybe one day of exposure. I don't need that. This lady is fucking crazy. Like, okay, so she's the Gen X equivalent to OK Boomer. Whatever OK Gen X is, she's that. Because she's like, 
she, it's also crazy the way that she cultivates her appearance because it's like exactly what a Republican fever dream of what a liberal is. Like, has the aposematism hair and has, like, the thick glasses and, like, makes up weird stories about rail doing rails of coke with Iggy Pop at age 14 and, like, using that as cultural cachet in order to have really bad takes about uh, <laughs> about uh, online Jews. The way to defeat her is obviously not through any kind of confrontational way. That's what she's looking for. It is through being like luring her into a open and honest communication about your feelings. <laughs> and so, if you want to do that, you'll be doing all of us a favor. Go for it. Uh, you, just need, you need to I, get in that DM right now. It's let's be like good, I love the you. Taming of the shrew, but with Zenny Jordan. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I love let's you. Tame Zenny. <laughs> Let's let's get Zenny down on the no no. Uh, much love to Zenny. Uh, she keeps doing her thing. Uh, love to have you on the pod. Love I mean, to ha love to have you punch me in the throat and then make me apologize for it. I mean, Twitter is love that. Twitter is not that important. So when uh, you can't get it is to the media class. Yeah, but so what? That's there. They went. They've obviously gone fucking insane. They were, maybe they were always, maybe we were always like this. We're the media class now. We got a podcast. We're dispersers of information. Mm -hmm. we, we, we are a middle man between uh, direct information and spin. We're giving it our, our wacky, fractured take on life to these scrubs listening to this podcast. Scrubs? What? I say scrubs a lot. What is I'm that? Is that from something? Is it these scrubs? Is it scrubs I, just from the one song? The song "No Scrubs." Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's. I think it was slang long before, uh, the TLC song. Well, listen. I think a scrub. I don't want to. Hey, slang hey, 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 Originated hey. in the late eighties. Uh, hey, wait a minute. We are not an anti-slang podcast. Okay. Just want to make yeah, that clear. It, is it dated or is it too black for me to use? Which is the question. In the same way that, like, um, you see a white woman reacting exclusively with gifs of black women and doing the whole digital blackface routine. Uh, well, apparently, I'm not supposed to say y'all, even though I am from Texas. But I don't know if that rule why applies. Why can't you say y'all? I don't I know. I love saying fucking y'all. I don't know. I don't I do enjoy saying y'all. I don't it's actually. Like, uh, no, because now I'm wondering if I can't say it. And I know that y'all is like a, a symptom of soy boyism. What? And it's like <laughs> what? Uh, it, it's also like being forced quirky, but and like even the point I'm about to make, which that English has no uh, second person plural. Is also a soy boyism, but god damn it, it's true. It is and true. And I like y'all. And there's no such thing as soy boyism. Because I sure drink there I is. drink soy milk sure. every day. No, it's soy boyism is more of a uh, it's not how much soy you consume, but how much uh, soy is visible on your face. What? I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But it, 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 the phenomenon of sort of like um, male Elizabeth Warren supporters, you know? 
the most cucked people in existence. I don't agree with that. No, I can't. Oh, because Bernie Sanders is so much better. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, real, real great. Did a he's, real good he, job. He's endorsed a rapist. We all, <laughs> we're all endorsing rapists now. Uh, who's your favorite? Uh, which rapist do you endorse? Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think he's the one that pretty much everyone agrees on. That even though it's yeah. like you can't get in trouble for like playing Michael Jackson, it's still yeah. playing everywhere I go. It's insane. Yep. I just I every really time think... I just every time I go to the grocery store and Thriller comes on, everybody starts dancing. Because <laughs> it's a, I think Michael Jackson also the magic of his music and why it's easier to separate the horror of his actions with his music is because okay, but uh, right now everyone at the grocery store is wearing masks, right? And we're <laughs> terrified. And then Thriller comes on. And everyone's doing the oh, we're, going side to side, arms gonna, in the air, zombie. We're dancing. gonna dance during a pandemic. To the pedophile song. <laughs> uh, we love the pedophile song. Joker fight. song, the pedophile song in Joker, yeah. was so good. Everyone, it, it went back to the charts because people love the pedophile songs. Uh, we've talked before how David Bowie fucked a fourteen-year-old, and depending on the sliding definition of pedophilia, are we uh, gonna? It sounds like we're about to close out the episode like we did last time. Let's 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 not go that way. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> we closed out last week's episode on the same thing. Uh, same exact thing. No, <laughs> because childhood trauma. I refuse. Is really, what informs all of our life from the great manga One Piece. Well, all right, all, we we have learned well <laughs> that, that childhood trauma informs all of our actions. I thought it was manga. Did I? What did I say? Manga. He said manga. 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 Man. Manga. Uh, I oh. believe. I believe it's a uh, manga. Yes. It's mm. a midwestern mm. weeaboo. Oh, I just love my mangas. <laughs> uh, I just love my mangas and my enemies. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I, I have a crippling addiction to hentai. <laughs> hentai. <laughs> Don't you know? Sure. Sure. <laughs> it just makes no darn sense to be all cooped up when no one has the virus, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. My mangas have been really good. My erratic mangas. <laughs> I've been really enjoying a lot of my hentais during this time. <laughs> uh, and that's what Henry Darger, that's, that would be the modern day Henry Darger. He would just be uh, obsessed with anime. Thank God there wasn't anime in the 1900s because that way we got the Vivian girls. And a constant outsider art presence. Who are the Vivian girls? Oh, you you know you know about Henry Darger? Mm. Um, it sounds like something I suppressed in my memory. Henry Darger was this weird guy in Chicago uh, mm -hmm. in the early twentieth century, and he was a janitor at mm -hmm. a. Uh, hospital i think and he mostly kept to himself but when he died they found like this twenty thousand page tome with fully weird uh illustrations of like um little girls cut out from magazines okay but yep. collaged nope. with other stuff yeah that also... was something i suppressed 
Yeah, you suppress that because it's all it's like sort of, you know, speaking of hidden pedophiles. But maybe not. Maybe it was innocent. Uh, that That is forever the question of Henry Jarger. But his stuff sells for millions and millions now. And he is seen as sort of the preternatural. He's seen as the ur outsider artist. Uh, the, the mold from which all other outsider artists like Daniel Johnston are judged. Okay. True love will find you in the end. You'll find out who was your friend. I, I have a mixed relationship with outsider art because I think it is at once I enjoy it, but it's also absolutely exploitative in all cases. How? How is it exploitative? Because uh, you're 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 frequently laughing at the guy and not uh. with them. I think when they, that's like especially with people like Wesley Willis. Daniel Johnson's different because Dude, he sort of upheld his I don't, like uh, I I guarantee you growing up at school in art class we would play Wesley Willis and slap clay around and we were not laughing at him we were enjoying it and singing along and we knew the entire album the lyrics we had it fucking memorized and it was insane That's pretty good We knew all of the Wesley Willis Okay, I would... you're heartening me. You're heartening me to the enjoyment of outsider art, because sometimes I feel like I am taking advantage of another person's mental illness. I mean, we, I guess, but maybe seventh graders are mentally ill, but... Well, I think seventh graders really respond to rock and roll McDonald's. Dude, we put that shit on. Or was that it was... suck a male camel's dick? It, it, Which one? Like vampire were... bat? That was another good one. Yeah. That's my favorite. We would record. How did you? Why was your art teacher allowing you to listen to Wesley Willis? Because our art teacher was our art teacher, and had okay. and knew about some out, outsider art, and he had the Wesley Willis CD and a, a fucking boombox. We'd slam that shit in. Your art teacher showed you Wesley Willis. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is awesome. I love this guy. Who is he? Is he great? Um, he's just been the art teacher at the school I went to forever. He still is. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. But he's cool. Uh, sort of. I mean, he's... Still showing 12-year-olds Wesley Willis. You can be cool in that way and then also, like, yell at kids and be very Catholic. And that's, like, all... <laughs> that's... that's. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah. No, he showed us, like, a, the ba- the Basquiat... How do you be doc- Catholic and, like, Wesley Willis? I it's think such he should... a bizarre combination. There's, like, a Basquiat documentary. He showed us that. He showed us, like... That's pretty cool. Um, There's, a, like... A lot of stuff. Basquiat's cool. Yeah, he exposed but, us to uh, a lot of stuff, which was good, because we were, you know, going back in for theology class. Uh, so boring. Is Basquiat cool? I feel like Basquiat, liking Basquiat is like a shorthand for being uh, like a culturally, culturally literate New Yorky rich person. Um, you got to know about him. Yeah, I guess he's just like, uh, he's be, he's culturally significant enough. If if I were Basquiat, I would have been dead for three years by now. Uh man. If I were Tupac, I'd be dead for six years. Four years? When did Tupac die? Twenty six or twenty four? He died super young. You want me to ask Google? Ask Google. When did Tupac die? Hey. Never. He's been alive this whole time. He's been in a bunker under Russell Simmons' house. Hey Google. When did Tupac die? Tupac died in 
Tupac Shakur was assassinated on the 13th of September 1996.